cupcakes. Welcome to Water Damage with your host, Gil Mancha. This is my chronological discussion of the King of the Seven Seas, Aquaman. Disclaimer, I will be actively getting and collecting issues as we go, and I'm trying to only cover issues that I have a physical copy of or are in a collected edition. I'm going to try to stray away from digital because I love physical media, but the DC Universe Infinite app would be a great way to keep up with the podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button on Spotify or preferred platform to get episodes as soon as they drop. If you play Injustice 2 on Xbox, you can join the official guild, Water Damage Podcast, ID 0JMD4. There, our community can play Games of Injustice 2, which is currently free on Game Pass. Regardless of who you play, you're welcome to come in and play, or just chat. Follow the Twitter or X account, at WaterDamagePod, to see when I go live and we can chat and play some games. In today's episode, we'll be covering a different series, Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane number 12, The Mermaid from Metropolis. Links will be in the podcast notes. The issue was released on July 31st, 1959. Let's take a look back at what else was happening that day in history. Do it again! The best-selling single was The Battle of New Orleans by Johnny Horton. The top of the box office was The Horse Soldiers starring John Wayne. Popular TV shows included The Ed Sullivan Show, Have Gun, Will Travel, Wagon Train, and Rawhide. Tail fins on cars are extremely popular at the moment. The Battle of New Orleans has a sing-talking quality to it. To put context, John Horton is known for his historical songs. In fact, a few lines from the song are... In 1814, we took a little trip along the Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon and we took a little beans and we caught the bloody British in the town of New Orleans. This week, we're debuting the official Water Damage playlist featuring each week's songs. This week's song is actually a pretty catchy tune and I found myself hitting the replay button more than I should have while scripting out this episode. That said, this is his most popular song, so the rest may not be as catchy. The Horse Soldiers is streaming for free on Roku Channel, Amazon Prime Video, Freebie, and Pluto TV. You can purchase it digitally on YouTube and Apple TV. The summary is, in 1863, a Union outfit is sent behind Confederate lines in Mississippi to destroy enemy railroads, but a captive Southern Belle and the unit's doctor cause frictions within ranks. Oh, and I just noticed that the song of the week links up with the movie of the week. I haven't seen the Ed Sullivan show, but I know it's been a venue for up-and-coming musicians to expose them to a bigger audience. Biggest examples I can think of are The Beatles and Elvis. In fact, you can buy DVDs of just their guest starring appearances. No other guest can say that. Have Gun, Will Travel, Wagon Train, and Rawhide are completely foreign to me. Have Gun, Will Travel is free on Pluto TV, Wagon Train is free on Tubi, and Rawhide is free on Pluto TV. I think all three are about cowboys, which was the style at the time. Now to take the ferry cost a nickel. If you're familiar with the song of the week or the top movie, let me know on the Spotify app at least. You have a Q&A section where you can reply to my question of what do you think of this issue? While you're there, I have a poll too. What other DC hero would you like to see covered like we do Aquaman? The choices are Dick Grayson's Robin and Nightwing, Sergeant Rock, Blue Beetle, all three, Booster Gold, and Shazam. You can pick as many as you want. I'd love to see what you think. You can do it there, social media, or even the YouTube VOD for this episode. That's a taste of what the world was like when Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane number 12, was released. I'm reading this thanks to Showcase Presents Volume 1. I'm not sure where else you can find it 
physically, but it is in the DC Universe Infinite app. Just like the other issues we've covered here, Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane, is an anthology of stories, and this is the first. I think this might actually be a first for the podcast. A step forward and a step back in another way. While Aquaman's calf fins are green, his gloves are back to looking like dishwashing gloves and are yellow. That said, the Showcase Present series is black and white, so if that's your only access to it, you wouldn't know. The story was written by Robert Bernstein, penciled and inked by Kurt Schaffenberger, with editor Mort Weisinger. Having a different penciler and inker from the norm might explain the glove situation. Despite being the first story, it's actually a Lana-centric story that covers the book, so we'll discuss the first panel of the Aquaman story. The Superman part of the title is red in the front, and since it's 3D, the top and sides are blue. The term girlfriend are two words and are plain black. Lois Lane is large and red. The panel shows Aquaman with a flat top with a mermaid Lois riding a black whale while Superman's having flown past them. Aquaman's asking her if she's sure that she's through with Superman and she wants to be with him. She answers that she's positive. She wants to forget Superman and the life she used to have. She's a mermaid now for some reason. And since he's the king of the sea, she'll be happy to be his queen. Ah, did seems like she's doing it specifically to be the queen. The text sets up the story where one day, Lois Lane finds herself cut off from air, land, and sunshine, and now she's been plunged into a dark water world which she can never leave. No more can she dream of marrying Superman, the man she loves. However, destiny has offered her a substitute bow. None other than Aquaman, King of the Seven Seas. Can this courageous girl reporter adapt to her startling new life when she becomes, overnight, the mermaid from Metropolis? Let's check out the About This Book section on the DC Universe Infinite app. Lois Lane is rescued by Aquaman, but her injuries require emergency surgery that turns her into a mermaid. Pretty much tells you the setup of the issue, not really the fallout of it. Cool, she's a mermaid, but like, what does that mean for her life? Turns out, quite a bit. After the break, we'll summarize the issue. Is Aquaman finished? Can you make it to the bathroom before we return with part two of the show? What it do guys, Manjame here, and if you like board games, especially deck building games, you should check out at team underscore thunder on YouTube. There we have unboxings and games of Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, the DC deck building game, the Transformers deck building game, and many more. That's also where you can find VODs for this and Accelerated Visions, a Spider-Man 2099 podcast where you can directly leave a comment and we can discuss the issues. The Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure, featuring Aquaman, King of the Seven Seas, and your favorite comic book superheroes in their own adventure stories. It's 60 minutes of thrills and fun. Next on most of these stations. The story begins on the weekend of August 21st, 1959, the day when Hawaii is admitted as the pithiest state in the United States. Presumably covering the story and taking a much-needed vacation are Clark Kent and Lois Lane on a beach. Clark explains that the radio just announced that Superman will be there to celebrate the event. Lois thinks about how Superman doesn't know that she's there, so he'll be surprised when she says hello. The following afternoon, she decides to go skin diving. Skin diving seems to be scuba diving in your normal swimsuit. Lois is in a red two-piece bikini, flipper shoes, oxygen tank held on by a belt and goggles. Unfortunately for Lois, as she's exploring an ancient wreck taking pictures, there's a sea quake. Vroosh! As we've learned from previous issues, sea quakes are no joke. The wreck gets dislodged. Crack! And topples over. Crash! The mass of the wreck falls right over Lois's thighs, trapping her underwater. 
She thinks about how if she could call for Superman, he'd save her nearly instantly, but she can't. She soon loses consciousness from the pain, but before she does, she sees two shadowy forms. It, it's a huge octopus and a man who can breathe underwater. <gasps> it, it must be Aquaman, king of the sea. She's able to think quite a bit considering in the last panel, she was already drifting away. As he's swimming towards her, Aquaman thinks, it's lucky I passed by when that wreck toppled over. This girl could never free herself. I mean, he's not wrong, but we also see in the next panel that he couldn't have done the same either. Tapo helps him in lifting up the mast that was pinning her legs. He notes that there isn't much time before she drowns, but they make it. I'll also add here that there doesn't seem to be any damage on Lois at all. Despite this, Aquaman says, this girl is badly hurt. There's no time to rush her to Honolulu Hospital. There's only one person near enough who can help her, Dr. Hansen, who just finished a year's medical research on a lonely Hawaiian island. They get to the surface, and as they swim to the shore, he supports her top half and Tapo supports her feet. Aquaman thinks about how Dr. Hansen is the world's most skilled surgeon. Seems like Dr. Hansen is going to leave now, but he's got one last case before he can set sail. Cut to inside with Lois being examined. You're right, Aquaman, this girl is in bad shape. Her legs are crushed. She'll never be able to walk again unless, well, there's only one thing I can do, and we can't ask her permission either. She's in a coma and there's no time to waste. I'm guessing there's a law or a fictitious law that protects a doctor since this was to save her life. Three hours later and it's done. The doctor only hopes she can understand that it had to be done to save her life. Aquaman tells the doctor that he'll break the news to her when she comes to. Later that day and she emerges from the ether. Both are sitting on top of rocks. Wh where am I? I- <clears throat> Aquaman, King of the Sea! Now I remember! Before I fainted, you came to save me! Oh, thanks, Aquaman, thanks! Aquaman, looking very sad. Don't thank me yet, miss. Wait till you learn what was done. You see, we had no choice. Every second counted. Your lungs were collapsed and your legs were crushed. So, Dr. Hansen used his surgical skill to adapt you permanently to watery life. He gave you internal gills, encased your injured legs inside cartilaginous tissue. In short, you've become... A mermaid. Turns out Lois simply hadn't looked down yet, or felt anything different. She simply looked down. <gasps> oh, no, no. She suddenly feels ill. I, I feel weak. <gasps> I can't breathe. <gasps> Aquaman takes her by the hand and leads her back to the water. That's because like most sea creatures, you can't remain out of the ocean for more than a few minutes. Hurry up. Dive in. You'll be able to breathe water as easily as I do. Instantly, as soon as she plunges under the water surface, she's alright. She thinks, and basically any time they're underwater, they're using thinking bubbles. Aquaman's right. I can live in the ocean, like a fish. It's hard to tell how you should read that last part, but I'd like to think that the like a fish part was in a disappointed tone. Aquaman hopes that she'll come to appreciate that this was the only way to save her life. Until then, he decides to amuse Lois. He takes her by the elbow to lead her to another area. It's another shipwreck, and Aquaman summons all sorts of sea life. A turtle, swordfish, squid, hammerhead shark, and a couple others that I really can't make out. It's amazing how Aquaman communicates with fish of all kinds. He must teach me how to use mental telepathy to command sea creatures. Later, Aquaman gets his finny friends to bring precious gifts from sunken treasures, necklaces, pearls, and even treasure chests. Lois remarks in her head about how she can have all these priceless objects for free. It's also worth noting that she's sitting on a giant turtle. She eventually picks out her own underwater home and Aquaman's finny friends help bring her furniture too. Thanks to sunken cargo, they turn her sea cave into a lovely apartment. 
with drapes, a mirror, and even a bed. Days and nights pass, and Lois finds it amazing that Aquaman's subjects take care of all their needs. She gives an example of when they go to swim in the dark, keeping waters luminous, the fish light their way. I think at this point in the series we know the great level of ingenuity that Aquaman and his finny friends have. Later, she sees Aquaman perform a daring rescue. A boat, like the Titanic, had split in half, like the Titanic. He ordered whales to act like tugboats, holding the split freighter together, towing it to port. Of course, Aquaman isn't Superman, but her life won't be dull if she spends it with the King of the Sea. I don't know if I'd call this a daring rescue, because he's a safe distance away from the wreck standing on Tapo like a surfboard. Don't get me wrong, he's definitely helping those people, but I'd categorize this more as helpful than courageous or heroic. That very night, as Lois surfaces to look at the moonlit sea, whoosh, Superman flies past holding an American flag. <gasps> it's Superman. He flew here, as he had promised, to help welcome Hawaii's entrance into the U.S. as the 50th state. A bit of an info dump, but alright. Moments later, he lands, planting this huge luminous super flag on a mountain peak overlooking the islands. It can be seen from a great distance away, day or night. Crying, Lois thinks. <clears throat> As long as I didn't see Superman, I could pretend I'd forgotten him. Now I know I'd been deceiving myself. Aquaman is wonderful, but he's no Superman. Superman is the only man I can ever love. The following morning, as Superman is officially welcomed with a beach party, there's a crowd of people with signs, some of which read, Thanks for helping us celebrate and welcome. A woman with a flower in her head puts some flower leaves around his broad neck. That huge super flag with its 50 stars will always remind us of your visit on this super eventful occasion. Thanks, Superman. The comic really drives in their point with this description of Lois. She's sitting on a piece of wreckage and watching the celebration like a hungry child with her nose pressed against the store window, only to look at the object her heart desires. I, I can never talk to him or see him again. Fate has banished me from the man I love. I've lost Superman forever. In the background, we see a flare come up. Whoop. A second later, Superman, having noticed it, flies toward the flare, telling the partiers, Sorry folks, I must leave. There's a submarine distress flare. I must see what the trouble is. In the distance, Lois sees this. G good heavens, Su Superman is coming this way. He flies faster than the speed of light. He's bound to see me. Luckily for her, she's able to make it off the raft, so when Superman comes by, he could only see her from the waist up, which looks normal. Lois, what are you doing here? Er, I'm on vacation. Er, I'm having a wonderful time. Then she thinks, I, I mustn't guess for air. Superman must never know what happened to me. She's struggling. I, er, I, I saw the fabulous reception the Hawaiians gave you, but I mustn't keep you. You're obviously on an important mission. I'll see you back in Metropolis. Not exactly buying it, but with no time to press on, Superman tells her, uh, sure, Lois. There's a sub that's having trouble below. I must go to its aid. So long. As Superman goes underwater to the sub whose rising mechanism had jammed, hmm. Lois acted rather tense and uneasy, as if she couldn't wait until I left. But it must be my imagination, because she's usually happy to see me. Okay, man. Then he lifts the sub into the air and plans to fly it to the Navy Yard at Pearl Harbor, where it can be repaired. Meanwhile, Lois watches on and thinks, Th There goes the man I love, and have lost forever. I can never return to Metropolis or the Daily Planet. The rap she's on creaks and suddenly Aquaman comes up from the water. Aquaman, <gasps> I didn't realize you were here. You must have swum up silently. No, Lois, you didn't see me because you were completely absorbed into watching Superman. Lois, you should have told him what happened. You were just lucky he didn't use his x-ray vision and discover you are now a mermaid. If he knew, maybe he could help you. 
She vehemently disagrees. No, Aquaman, no one can help me now, except myself. I must stop dreaming about my old life. Maybe you can help me forget Superman, she tells him. And it's probably saying it more for her own sake that she has to face the reality of the situation. She can only live underwater now. To help her forget the world she used to know, she asks him to take her on a tour of the Seven Seas. Aquaman agrees to do it and promises to show her all the wonders of the undersea universe. He thinks to himself, if that'll do any good. So he's pretty cognizant that she's hard up on Superman regardless. Skip forward a few days, apparently Lois has become the queen of the sea. So we've gone beyond just spending time with Aquaman, who's the king. She's riding a shark and he's swimming next to them and there's underwater mountains in the background. Aquaman thinks about how he can point at all these awesome things, but her mind is thousands of miles away. Meanwhile, Lois just has a thought bubble that's just a portrait of Superman's face. She thinks, no matter what Aquaman shows me, all I can think about is Superman. I'll never be happy here. More time passes to a random day with Lois in her undersea home near Hawaii. G good heavens, here's Aquaman coming back from a sea patrol. He must have swum underwater all this way. He doesn't know there's a fleet of sub chasers above us, practicing depth bombs. As if on cue, there's explosions. Whoomp! Whoosh! Hey! The next moment, Barum! Oh, Lois looks on in horror. <gasps> Aquaman's hurt. I must do something quickly. She grabs Aquaman and brings him to the surface, but it's storming. Luckily, the subchasers have left due to the weather, but her swimming isn't strong enough to get them both to shore. She does have a plan, though. She goes back underwater and is able to summon Aquaman's sea creatures since they understand he's in danger. She reasons that at this point, they realize that she's their friend, too. And if she concentrates hard enough, maybe they'll respond to her telepathic orders. Sure enough, Tapo does and picks up an unexploded death bomb. They go to the surface and she as a whale uses its blowhole to spout out several dozen eels to the top of the volcano. She then orders the eels to form a 70-foot ladder. She has Tapo, Aquaman's pet, Octopus, climb the eel ladder while holding the bomb. <gasps> He's doing it. Once Tapo gets to the top, it drops the charge into the volcano. This causes an explosion, which obviously will draw Superman. She goes underwater so the lava won't hurt them. Like clockwork, Superman, who's patrolling the area, spots the sudden eruption with his supervision. Hmm, I better cool that small volcano with my super breath before it causes real trouble. Seconds later, from the water he sees Aquaman. Superman, it's me, Aquaman. I was knocked unconscious by a death bomb. Explosion! But I just came to now, as Lois passed out from her exertions, trying to summon you to help me. Aquaman is not aware, but Lois also has the ability to talk to sea creatures, so for me, she passed out from that exertion specifically, but he's not wrong. He just doesn't know all the details. Aquaman tells Superman what happened to Lois in the beginning of the issue and hands her to him. So you see, Lois is miserably unhappy as a mermaid. Can't you do something to restore her to the life she loved? I'll try. First, I'll fly to a Honolulu hospital. When they get there, the doctor tells Superman they can't let him operate on Lois because he's not a doctor. Superman isn't worried because apparently this Honolulu hospital has one of the greatest medical libraries in the world, so he goes there and uses his x-ray vision to read every medical book at super speed. When he's done, the doctors ask him a series of obscure and hard medical questions, which Superman can answer now. That's where we get my quote of the issue. What's the matter, Aquaman? I don't know. The fish are trying to tell me something. 
It's amazing. Superman knows everything known to medical science. His super intelligence is staggering. We must award him every doctor's degree we have. The ludicrousy of Superman being able to read and learn all medical knowledge in such a short amount of time is incredible and plays terribly into the whole Superman's too strong mentality. It's crazy how they conclude that they must award him with all those degrees. Upon hearing this, Superman prepares himself to operate on Lois at super speed. He's putting on a white coat, cap, and gloves so quickly it looks like he has four arms. Then, only 30 minutes later, Lois is already awake and sitting up from the operation. <gasps> We've never seen such brilliant an operation, and the patient recuperated instantly with full use of her legs and lungs. You must write this up for medical journals. Superman responds, I shall. You see, her legs were not lost, just crushed. It required very delicate bone surgery and skin grafting. The next day, the pair head back to Metropolis with Superman holding Lois in his arms, just as she likes it. Look, Lois, it's Aquaman and his sea creatures. The fish are spelling out a farewell message to their former queen of the sea. On the water, we see Aquaman standing on Tapo, waving goodbye and having a message read on the water that reads, Good luck, Lois. Lois responds to Superman, They were wonderful to me, but I'm finally back where I belong. In your arms. The end. That's where the story ends. After the break, we'll go over some thoughts and feelings about the issue. Wait a minute. That was no joke. Somebody tried to kill me. That or we're not paying Mr. Slippery enough. Holy Neptune's trident. This has to be the work of the Legion of Doom. Hey, there's an echo inside my head. Echo. 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 Um, you okay, Aquaman? Echo. Echo. What? Oh, no, no problem. That was the most fantastical story we've had so far. The idea that any medical professional would be able to turn somebody into a mermaid is ludicrous. Lois took the news fairly well, even if she couldn't get over Superman. Can't blame her, though. He can lift giant ships and learn all medical knowledge known to man at super speed, presumably in less than an hour. Then he was able to operate on Lois in half an hour. Not only that, but she was awake and not in any pain afterward, which I don't think has as much to do with his prowess, but somehow she's got really good healing despite the fact that her injury was a reason they were in that situation in the first place. I guess they're lucky that her crushed legs didn't heal at all because they would have healed wrong. That's why you have to split a bone so it heals straight. Not having established anything of the sort beforehand is probably the worst part for me. Maybe they could say that she healed in twice or even a quarter of the time due to Superman's precision work, not instantly. Aquaman's really nice to Lois in this issue, even making her a queen, despite knowing that she'll never truly love him. Almost every time they get closer, it's undercut with, yeah, but he's not Superman. Calling her queen implies a relationship that we just don't see. I get it. Lois Lane loves Superman and you can't have her fall for Aquaman, so maybe tweak the story. Instead of being called the queen of the sea, say that she feels like she is, but obviously can't be because she's having trouble getting over Superman or at least make that feel like more of an issue for her instead of, no, I just can't get over him, end of story. Make her want to be with him, Aquaman, and not just, well, I can be a queen, so I think I'll do that for now. At least for these Silver Age comics, it's canon that Lois Lane has marine telepathy. Granted, Superman wasn't around yet and Aquaman was unconscious, so the only people that know are Lois and the Finney friends that followed her orders. I do have a slight headcanon that she doesn't have marine telepathy, but the Finney friends knew what to do 
and happened to do it after she sent her thought orders. Based on Adventure Comics 262, The Undersea Hospital, Aquaman's finny friends are quite clever and ingenuitive on their own. That way, Aquaman's powers stay with him, and it still makes sense that Lois passes out due to the effort because she's basically thinking really hard and placebo effects herself into exhaustion. What do you think? Did you read the comic? Did I get something wrong? If I do, and you guys let me know, I'll include a correction section in the next episode and I'll credit the user. Let's continue the discussion on social media and the YouTube VOD. You can find me at Thunder on Twitter and at Team underscore Thunder on YouTube. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to and want to learn more about the Spider-Man of the future, check out Accelerated Visions, a Spider-Man 2099 podcast on Spotify and anywhere you can find podcasts. Be sure to follow that and this podcast to get episodes as soon as they drop. Mandrame out. Whew, man. Glad that stopped before things got worse.